The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for the new wave of change that is emerging in our world today? What does it look like? How will it reshape our collective future? We see more and more women are making a rapid rise to the top, taking over leadership of their countries, influencing social and political decisions on a global scale. Welcome to the Rise of the Feminine with host Gina Lazenby. This is a movement that is putting the feminine values of compassion and collaboration back into the economy and our world. Everyone and everything is being affected. Our conversation starts now. Here is your host, Gina Lazenby. Welcome to the Rise of the Feminine. I'm your host, Gina Lazenby, and I'm delighted and honored to be a champion for this fascinating conversation about how not only are women rising in the world today, but how feminine values are also being increasingly expressed more openly in men and women in business, politics, and society. I've had a wonderful response from last week's show. Thank you so much. As well as your lovely emails, please do share on the show's Facebook page, The Rise of the Feminine Radio, so that we can begin to create a community there and take some of the conversations that are started here a little bit further. Uh, Last week, we looked at politics, specifically the increasing number of women who are now leading their countries and the special and different qualities they bring with their feminine leadership. And I'm really grateful to Dr. David Paul, the Sydney-based specialist in complex change, who shared his insights in the difference in feminine leadership, and also to Runa Magnus Dottir, who gave us a really interesting view into the evolution of feminine leadership in Iceland and the role of women after their crisis and bankruptcy in the country in 2008. And finally, thanks to Vivian Morris, who demonstrated that the new Women's Equality Party in the UK has a very strong grassroots model that's helping the party to grow really quickly. Uh, do check either the radio show page or the Facebook page for a link to the show recording if you missed it. It was a really good one. Now, this week, I'm moving the conversation on to the need for creating a new world, a, a different future for humanity and the particular and important role that women will play in that So to that end, I've put together a a special report from the Global Women's Summit, which I went to last weekend. And my my goodness me, this episode is another one that's packed full of treasures. So let me just run through the order of our guests and the content for today. Um, I talked to the Global Women Summit founder and organizer, Mirella Sula. She shares her inspiration for creating the event. Next, uh, I'd like to put the spotlight on what one woman is doing that's making a difference and enabling not only herself but also others to thrive. We speak to an entrepreneur in Wales, the only woman in the UK who runs a motorcycle scrapyard, so that's going to be fascinating. Um, At the summit in London, I was asked to chair a panel called Ask the Men, and I have one of the panellists joining me today. And finally, as much as I'm sure you will enjoy hearing all the interviews I've chosen, you could say I've saved the best to last. I asked Professor Irvin Laszlo 
to give a synopsis of his keynote address about the new paradigm the world needs and the role women will play in that. I promise you, you'll really love that. As actually a little funny aside, bless him, we should have had someone filming while I did the interview. He, he's a revered, revered leader and thinker and founder of the Club of Budapest, has achieved so much in his 93 years. And I persuaded him to join me, not in the green room for our recording, but in a service corridor of the hotel, so we could have some peace and quiet for the few minutes I was able to snatch in his packed schedule. So not very glamorous at all, but he was very kind and flexible with our surroundings and gave me a fantastic interview. So now let me share my experience of the summit. I've been to a lot of... uh, women only and women focused events over the last 15 years or so where there were either no men or only a handful and what I personally find valuable is the opportunity for deeper connection and conversation particularly at smaller events Um, being to gatherings with just a handful or a dozen women which I really love and I host many of those all over the world as I travel and I think the largest was 6,000 women in a sold out event in Silicon Valley listening to Hillary Clinton in 2015, just before she announced her presidential bid. Now, why I think these events are important? Well, firstly, it's about the storytelling, and that's key, and meeting real women. I find women are so inspired and motivated to make a difference. So it's important that you can really see role models. Recently, I heard them called real models, and learn about their journeys, hearing the how, the details, and then you begin to think, hmm, I could do that or something similar if she can, especially if the woman started from zero, bankrupt perhaps, struggling single mom, maybe homeless, and even migrant women arriving in her new country with nothing and then making huge impact and success. And secondly, after the storytelling and the connection and bonding, there is the uh, piece of getting the finance and passion in the right mix, profitability, money mastery, These are important issues for women, particularly running their own enterprise. Uh, While in our DNA, traditionally women are good with money and housekeeping, and we mostly known for our natural thriftiness, sometimes coaching around being more profitable is important for some women, or even having a much bigger vision or playing a bigger game is what you need to hear. And also believing that the make-a-difference business or role that you're in that you are, in fact, entitled to make more money. So conversations about this interesting relationship between making a difference and making good money and how to do that are big at these kind of events and really very worthwhile. And, and thirdly, at the summit, uh, Morella Sula was very, uh, she very cleverly assembled a lot of panels where several women participated. These women were from many different ethnicities, nationalities, countries, mixed heritage, approaches to life and business in a cross section of industries. And, and um, they were there as real models to meet, you know, hear from them, question, connect with. That was what made the event so alive and vibrant. In fact, one speaker said that she'd never seen such a colourful and beautifully dressed audience, which was lovely. And Morella has two magazines, Migrant Woman and Global Woman, and she features different women and their stories in profiles and articles and front page covers. It's a very empowering um, It's very empowering for the women readers and the summit participants as they really get that they're part of a big movement that, you know, they increasingly see as a global, a big sisterhood. And however different we are, we see how we're all the same. 
you know, you're doing your best, you're finding work you're passionate about that makes you come alive, you're feeding and caring for your family and home, you're building your communities and remembering that you're also a woman. I think so many of us are learning to be kind to ourselves and, and love ourselves. It's important to take care of not just each other, but our own self too. So many women share stories of their journey and you can hear the break point. The moment everything fell apart physically, financially, sometimes spiritually, and how they picked themselves up, moved out of that situation, and then they got the message about self-care so they can avoid burnout in the future. I mean, why try and focus on saving the planet if you can't save yourself? So further into the series of The Rise of the Feminine, I will be sharing more about these issues of self-care, life transitions, and the reinvention that follows. And that's been a big part of my life. And I'll tell you more about my story in the next few weeks. But now the the, the concept or, or the idea that who we are as women and what we're doing makes us part of a big global movement that's shifting the world we're in. That was very much the theme of the weekend summit and was so beautifully articulated by Professor Laszlo, as I say you'll hear from him later, that there were men, there were some men at the event and in no way was anything expressed as a put down to individual men, but we got to understand from Professor Laszlo that we're at a critical juncture in the history of humankind and the transformation we need is from what he called the typically masculine world that has become amplified and distorted, that he described as everyone out for himself because it's a jungle out there and only the strongest and the most resourceful survives, to dedication to creating a true community of all living beings. And he said, among humans, the one half of the species that is the most qualified and it appears even predisposed To lead this transformation is the feminine half, women of all ages in all cultures. Every woman on the planet needs now to become a global woman, an inspiring global leader of the transformation from hunters to communicators and from self-concerned individualists to true members of a community. He reiterated that the positive future of humankind is a global woman-led future where women everywhere are putting to work their natural disposition to care, to communicate, and to create family. Not just a local, but a global family. So as I say, Professor Laszlo will be speaking to us later on, as well as two other speakers from the summit. But now, let's start with our first guest, and that's Mirella Sula. Mirella is an author, international speaker, journalist, publisher, trainer, and psychologist. She's worked in the media and publishing for the last 15 years, Four years ago, she came to London, where she lives now, from her native Albania, to study for a PhD, that's a doctorate, and in less than four years has established an amazing publishing empire promoting women. In 2014, Morella was selected as one of 10 women entrepreneur leaders for Women's Entrepreneurship Day, and in 2015, she received the Inspiration Award for Women. Morella, welcome to The Rise of the Feminine. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for inviting me, Gina. You're so welcome. What you were doing with the, the, the summit this weekend was moving that conversation forward about the new paradigm and the role of women um, in making the change in the world. And, and it was great hearing about how women are in their small corner and large corner, the people of different sized businesses and operations, doing amazing things. And um, it was interesting. We have Irvin Laszlo uh, talking about the new paradigm. So just share what you see about women's contribution, the special contribution that you see women making. 
my intention was from the beginning that uh, it doesn't matter where you come from, where are you now, and how people make you feel. All we need is to pick that confidence up and to get to understand um, in a bigger scale that our contribution has a big influence in the in the world. And we have to start realizing that big power that we have inside. And um, I have seen many women that they have great potential uh, within them and they, they don't know, they are not aware how amazing they are and they... they um, all they need is just to build that confidence and to start believing and growing the faith that um, it's not just uh, what can I do is one person can't change the world. Every single change and every single contribution into the world change the paradigm. Because um, the, what I mean with the new paradigm, that's why it resonated so well when I was doing this conversation with Erwin Laszlo um, just a year ago and we started to um, um, explore the idea of what this planet, what this earth um, needs mostly. Uh, of course, one of the things that we discuss is um, being in a higher level of consciousness and uh, express, sharing much more love with the world. But also, um, I thought what this world really needs is to give more power to um, women in many countries. We are blessed living in a country like England, but uh, I always um, have been an advocate of starting where, uh, with an audience that is ready because that audience that is ready can impact and influence many others that are in dilemma. And this is what I call the new paradigm, uh, reawaking re uh, women that they have that power and share that power with many other women around the world. Marella, thank you. It was an incredible weekend. I look forward to your next summit and uh, we're going to hear from some of the other people who are at your weekend shortly. Thanks very much. And thank you for your contribution, Gina. Your panel was amazing. Thank you very much. So Morella was referring to the men's panel I facilitated, and I'm going to be talking about that later. But next, let me share something about who came to the summit. There are about 200 women from all walks of life. I met so many of them. Just to introduce you to a few for a flavor, um, there was a discussion about the need for women to have mentors, not just coaches. And I met a woman called Chelsea Baker, who has started something called National Mentoring Day here in the UK. She's a veteran of a thousand business pitches and was, has won Business Mentor of the Year. Um, was a fascinating and highly successful entrepreneur from Wales who established a multi-million pound property empire and who recently in her 50s studied for a degree in mentoring, which I'd never heard of before, um, to help the upskilling of women. That's Mandy St. John Davy. And I met an executive from an oil and gas company in Africa, an Italian woman interested in bringing her company into the new paradigm world by looking at alternative energies. Um, the interviews I did with them will be on the show's Facebook page, it's like bonus material, because there just isn't the time to cover everything here. Um, now I want to introduce you to our, our next guest, Helen Walby. Helen's a role model with the Welsh Government. After taking a degree while running her business, she's now undertaking a PhD on supporting more women into business, and she lectures at the University of South Wales. She holds the Diversity Portfolio Chair for the Federation of Small Businesses and has recently launched a report into Women in Enterprise, The Untapped Potential. 
Helen grew up in a small hotel and got a taste for enterprise from an early age. In the last 16 years, she's had four businesses. And you're going to hear now about the latest one, which is a bit unusual for a woman at least. And I think it's fascinating to hear her insights from her wider perspective and the direct experience that she has in her business about the difference that women can bring. And with so few girls taking STEM subjects, that's science, technology, engineering and maths, I think she's a great role model. I'm talking to Helen Walby. We've been um, discussing um, different approaches to business, uh, men and women. And Helen works in a very male-dominated industry. Motorcycles, isn't it, Helen? It is indeed. <laughs> and even, even more male-dominated than that, I work in motorcycle salvage. So I'm the only woman in the country who has a motorcycle scrapyard. So I dismantle motorcycles and scooters for a living. <laughs> and that's in, isn't that in Wales? Yeah, I'm based in Wales, but I, I ship the parts that I sell all over the world. So in this uh, field that you've been in, what, I think we're about 12 years now. Yeah. How do you, how does that affect you? How, do, how does it affect you by all the people you're dealing with are men? In what way do you show up differently? Are you bringing anything different by being a woman in that, in that area? I think I'm completely different. Well, for a start, when I first started, men didn't take me seriously because the assumption was you had to be physically very big and very strong or else you had no credibility. So it was nothing to do with your business knowledge or the way that you conducted business. It was just on your physical size. Well, of course, now there's all air tools involved in the industry. You don't need to necessarily have huge amounts of physical strength although I can actually pick my 13-stone husband up and carry him about. But I do business differently. I'm much happier to pay somebody perhaps a little bit more rather than get the absolute cutthroat deal to be able to establish a good relationship with them. Because I know... You're investing in people. Yeah. I know that if I don't try and rip them off, then they're much less likely to try and pull a fast one on me at a later date because they see it as a positive relationship, that I'm not being ruthless, that I'm being constructive. And I'm very into communicating with people, so I make sure I stay in touch with my business contacts regularly. And a lot of the time, it's just about touching base, finding out how their business is going, saying hi. And that establishes that positive bond. And instead of doing the very male, what are you going to do for me? What am I going to do for you? It's about that much more feminine idea about building those bridges and establishing those links. And then, Thinking long term. Yeah. And then when I need something, I'm much more likely to have somebody go, oh, I like dealing with Helen. It's easy dealing with Helen. I get a good deal dealing with Helen. I'm going to make an effort to help her with something. And it works because, you know, we've been through one of the biggest recessions that we've had since the war and our business grew all the way through it. And... I think as well with things like employing staff, I'm much more conscious of things like family life and having that balance. So my office administrator is a single mum and I've had things like her poorly kids in work all tucked up um, under a duvet because they were, they were ill and she wanted to come to work. So we've made a place in the unit safe where they, where they can go and we've had the kids come in after school because there wasn't anyone to look after them. And, and that's about finding that balance now if I was stereotypical in that industry I probably wouldn't be prepared to do that but it's about understanding that if I give the best I can to my employees I get the best that my employees can give and it's that's important it's about valuing people 
And I think about understanding what being a mother is like. So I'm not actually a biological mother, but I have I have a wonderful stepson who has lived with us for many years. And when you have children in or you're all young people in your life, you understand about the importance of being able to look after them and nurture them and inspire them. And as a business owner, as a boss, I can help support that family by being considerate as a boss and things like you know if if she's late to work because she got held up dropping the little ones off at school these things happen and I'm not going to jump up and down about it because it's important to have this understanding and sharing and it's just it's just a different way of doing it you're thinking about the whole person rather than just the employee and and also the whole business because if I've got one unhappy cog if you like then none of the rest of the cogs are going to work as well so even if even if you take away all of the holistic side even if you take away all of the feminine principle side and you just want to be ruthless about it financially it makes much more common sense for me to look after my staff in an appropriate way because that means my business is going to run more efficiently but it's much more than that it's not just about the money it's about valuing people it's about valuing experiences and it's about the idea about supporting and nurturing and letting people grow so we do work-based training so our staff can all engage with education we pay for it all so if they're financially strapped that money should never be a barrier to learning so I really value the opportunity to be able to learn so I support my staff they don't have to do it but they all do because they love the fact they have an opportunity and most male-led businesses in my industry don't provide that is there any occasion where you get feedback from customers where they like to work with you in this male-dominated, as it were, industry because you're a woman? Is there, do you ever get that feedback at all? I hear what you're saying about the way you treat your staff and the way you yeah. run your business internally. When I have um, individual customers phone up, they normally assume that I'm the receptionist and they do the, can I speak to a man? No. Can I speak to a mechanic? You're speaking to one. No, no, no. Can I speak to a mechanic? Because it's technical and you're like I am the mechanic I'm a girl and I do technical and that's kind of good because it breaks down people's preconception I do it with a lot of humor because that's a one woman stereotype breaking process yes, isn't it it is or sometimes they really won't engage with me so I get I, I eventually put them onto my husband and my husband goes oh well I don't know I better go and ask the boss because she knows more than I do because he's really supportive so he'll, he'll then say oh Helly, you know when the customer's asking those questions well he's asked me the same questions so we do it in earshot he's asked me the same questions and I don't know the answer could you tell me what I need to tell him which is hilarious because then obviously the customers at the other end of the phone thinking oh gosh I feel a bit of an idiot now because you know I should have assumed that a man or a woman could know this but in the industry I don't really have any difficulties I have quite positive sometimes if I go to a new yard I have people do the oh it's a girl um, but with people I've been dealing with I have very positive relationships with them because it's easy to deal with me it's often about it's unexpected so people go through a transition and then they go okay it isn't a problem but it's a, yeah. a learning of the first time they, they find a woman engineer yeah. Helen thank you so much well my done for pleasure. sharing your story thank, thank you. you thank you we're going to take a quick commercial break now then I'm back with my next guest Joe St. Clair from the men's panel
The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to the rise of the feminine. If you have a question or comment about this program, please send an email to Gina at GinaLazenby.com. That's Gina at GinaLazenby.com. Here again is your host, Gina Lazenby. Welcome back. Now we come to the men's panel. I asked the four men the same question. Um, What was their own view of masculinity and being a man when they set out in life in their teens, 20s, versus perhaps what they might now perceive masculinity, masculinity to be? They each shared their journeys and influences, and it was insightful for the audience of women to hear. We listened to them share about the impact of a father who was incapable of showing any emotion at all, uh, the lack of any male role models inside the family and having to find them at work, um, the important role of a mother plays in developing emotional intelligence and also training her sons to be domestic and really involved in home life, giving them a good start to their adulthood. Um, Also, how some men don't always enjoy the company of all men's social groups without the moderating influence of women how fearful some men can be of talking about anything emotional or spiritual and uh, how frightening and confusing aggression and violence in male elders can be for young boys so fascinating never mind the phrase it could have danced on like we really could have talked all day was really fantastic Uh, as i said i have joe st Clair joining me to reflect on this session joe is an ex-banking executive a widely published writer and author with 5,000 articles. And in 2009, his first book, 100 Tips for Total Life Fulfillment, was published. Now among several board positions and other roles, he is Managing Director at the Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research. You, you spoke in your, uh, about your upbringing and you talked about your father um, not really being able to express his emotions. And you also shared about your mother and the role she played in your life. Yes, it seems to have given you, um, in as much as your father may not have been able to express his emotions, your mother seems to have um, enabled you to um, express yourself emotionally from, you know, rather than you learn that later in life, you started out with that support from her. Yeah, very, very true. I mean, my mother was the only real 
female influence on me for many many years certainly up to probably age 12 13 14 and um yeah I'd, I'd noticed right from the start that my father i could never really talk to him about anything deep i could get career advice from him <laughs> or we could talk about sports but i really couldn't get to know him and even even um when he, he got much much older and my father passed away two years ago um, even at the end, I was still trying to get to know him and he still didn't open up right to the end. And I was very sad. But no, um, my mother very, very modestly only ever referred to herself as a housewife. But in fact, in later years, reflecting back, I could see that she was so much more. She, she was my teacher when I was young. She was my nurse, my counsellor, my mentor, my therapist. She was a person I could I could um, express emotions very openly with. She always had time. She would always support me, good and bad. You know, if if I didn't score the winning goal, my dad would criticise me on the football pitch, but would also <laughs> would give me a hug and say, "Never mind, you played well." So Bless her. That, that was a very different approach, and um, yeah, I, I she really did uh, teach me to be true to myself. I guess is, is the way of putting it. That's beautiful. And you also um, referred to your own life unfolding and that you're not working in banks and finance anymore and you're working in, in a, a much more different field. And you've had a spiritual journey where you've at some point opened up. I don't necessarily think this was um, cultivated at the bank, but at some point <laughs> you've had uh, a growing awareness of your spiritual dimension. And um and that, to what degree has that been supported in the in the work arena that you've been in? Well, the the um, spiritual side of my life is probably the most important thing in my life at this point in time, and it was something that was always there from the start when I look back, but something I heavily suppressed. And whenever anything kind of even marginally spiritual came into my life, I would just ignore it and move on. I was focused on my career um, and I was focused on doing manly things in a manly world and didn't really give my spiritual side a chance to flourish until probably 2011, which isn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've kind of faced up to... The, the, the spiritual part of life of all of us we're all on a spiritual journey to a different degree and um, it took a bit of courage for me to face up to it and, and open my heart to it and it's probably the best thing I've ever done mm -hmm. and what I've noticed very very clearly is that this is something I've not been able to discuss openly with my lifelong male friends and when I tried to say to them, you know, what, what do you think about spiritual matters and spirituality and following a spiritual path, they would not really want to talk about it. They would change the subject. Uh, whereas I found that when I addressed the same subject with my female friends, they got it immediately mm -hmm. and they wanted to share it. They wanted me to share. They wanted me to talk about it openly. And I was able to do that. And I noticed this, this very, very clear distinction. Now, I'm not saying that all men are like this because I have met some men who do embrace their spirituality, but it's rare. Mm. It's rare where I think it becomes, it's more natural to women to be aware of the spiritual side of life and be willing to talk about it openly. We certainly have a culture that supports that. So we don't have a culture that supports men doing that. And you, I think perhaps in that transition phase now where you're, 
you're a, um, a trailblazer in that area, being a man who can talk about his spirituality, gives permission to other men and perhaps younger men to bring that out more openly. And I also think that you know, there we were at the Global Women's Summit uh, this weekend and having the opportunity for, to have our panel of, of four men um, to share honestly how they felt about things. I th there was pin drop silence in the room, wasn't there? Women were really open because it's such an unusual thing to do. And I think it's very precious to have the opportunity where you've got men separate from women um, talking about gender issues rather than just a mixed group where we're all human. But to really tackle those uh, our, our different way of approaching things and acknowledge and understand each other more, I think it's really valuable, don't you think? Yeah, I, I found it actually very refreshing, and the things that were, were very um, that, that I took from that was one how, as you say, how attentive the audience was and how interested they were in men's views, and also the comments that the other guys on the panel were saying. Um, one of the comments was that if you go down the pub with the mates, then you know kind of what to expect. You, you'll get the, the, the very blokish attitudes and blokish behaviour. And if you really do want to talk about something a bit more serious, um, certainly in the softer, more more feminine sphere or spirituality, then you're not, you're not going to be able to in that all-male testosterone-dominated environment. So... Um, that, that came out very, very clearly. And uh, men talking about work experience where there's more men bosses than female um, and how that's influenced them. But the times they are changing, as Bob Dylan said, and uh, they certainly are for the better in every way. They are changing indeed. Thank you very much for sharing your thoughts, Joe. Thank you. My pleasure. We're going to take a quick commercial break now, then I'm back with my final guest, saving the best to last, and that's Professor Irvin Laszlo. So join us in a few minutes. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to the rise of the feminine. If you have a question or comment about this program, please send an email to Gina at GinaLazenby.com. That's Gina at GinaLazenby.com. Here again is your host, Gina Lazenby. Welcome back to The Rise of the Feminine and this special show reporting on the Global Women's Summit in London. And I'm now delighted to introduce Professor Irvin Laszlo, who joined the summit from his home in Italy. 
just going to read out some of his many roles and achievements. He's a philosopher, scientist, humanist, dedicated to the global transformation we need for a sustainable and flourishing life on the planet. He is director of the Laszlo Institute of New Paradigm Research, founder and president of the Club of Budapest, fellow of the World Academy of Arts and Sciences, editor of the international periodical World Futures. He has honorary PhDs from the United States, Canada, Finland, and Hungary, and is the author or co-author of 54 books translated into 24 languages. And he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize twice in 2004 and 2005. I'm here with Irvin Laszlo at the Global Women's Summit, and we've just had a fantastic presentation from Irvin talking about the new paradigm and how the world is changing. And Irvin, I'd love for you to talk just for a few minutes now about what you mean about this new paradigm, you know, why the world is changing. And you spoke also about the role of women in that. Well, for thousands of years, people, humans, lived in harmony with nature, with the world around them. They thought the world is alive and they belong part to it. Now, in the modern age, this belonged only to the traditional cultures remained. And the so-called modern culture was based on another conception that man is above nature, above the world. And it's no responsibility for the world. We only have a responsibility for ourselves, for our own good, because everything is separate. So another element that has been for ages always present in the wisdom teachings, that we're all connected, that we're all part of a larger whole. And that too has gone out the window. So because of this mistaken worldview, which by the way is only based on the followers of Newton, Newton's inter, uh, the followers of Newton, interpretation of Newton, Newton himself didn't share this view. Uh, but uh, this idea that we're all bits of separate pieces of matter floating around in, in different space and time, uh, that enabled uh, large groups, powerful groups, whether they are public groups or private groups, to act only on, in their own interest. So the new paradigm is trying to re-establish an age-old concept, which is, I think, the basic concept which I think all living species share on Earth, not consciously, of course, because they don't have this high level of consciousness, but they instinctively and they knowingly, in a sense, they know that we are all part of each other. And this has gone out the window, this has been forgotten, and this has led to the fragmentation of the modern world in such a way that more and more small minorities are gathering more and more power and more and more wealth to the detriment of others and to the detriment also of a relationship with the natural world. So the problems that we face in the world can be traced to a bad, badly interpreted paradigm, to a bad paradigm. You, you gave that wonderful analogy of people being like trees we look separate we feel separate but underneath the ground we're all connected and you made reference to a super coherence about us aligning again together can you speak about that because it's a fantastic analogy for people to understand yes there are several analogies they come from among others from William James the great uh, philosopher and, and psychologist he also said we are somewhat like islands in the sea we look separate on the surface, but underneath, in the depths, we are all part of the same sea floor. Uh, and the trees in intermingling their, their roots. Uh, so this is a recognition. I like to spell it with a hyphen, recognition. Cognizing again 
of an ancient truth which is true, which is present in our, in our DNA, is coded into us. But to our own danger and detriment, we have forgotten it, uh, overlaid it with an artificial, mistaken interpretation of who we are, of what the world is. So my task in this life, because I believe that we live life after life, in this life is to, to bring uh, credibility, authenticity, to the age-old idea, which is now supported by science, that we indeed are very much like projections of a hologram. There is the single hologram, it's all, all one, universe is one, consciousness is one, and we are all part of that. This is now coming through, used to be esoteric, now it's coming through in quantum science, you see this idea. And we very badly need to recover this insight so that we start acting with solidarity and with harmony with each other and with our environment. So in this uh, new world that you're talking about where we remember our connection and that we're not separate, uh, we, you know, we, we have all these borders that we're creating, but at the heart of it, we're a one humanity. This is kind of what the world is coming to, to, to feel, hear and see and understand. You talked about the role that women play in this shift in human understanding. Can you speak more about the women and, and, and the values of feminine qualities that are important? Well, there are different periods in the evolution of this complex system which you call humanity. It's made up of all the living human beings, all the organizations together, and it forms a system. And this system, whether we recognize it or not, it evolves. It evolves together, and it goes through different phases. Now, humanity, you see, started with small tribes in the, in the, in the uh, classical, pre-classical times. And then it moved into ever, ever larger groups. First there were empires, those, those then broke down, then the city-states, and they joined together into nation-states. And now the nation-states are forming, trying to form with great difficulty, larger ensembles like, like uh, uh, Pan-American Union, uh, European Union, the African uh, states, etc., etc. So we are now at a point where all these different units need to come together because now they are co over-competing with each other. They are trying each to become the more powerful, uh, the more wealthy, and so we need, at, at we are at a time when the diversity has been achieved in the world. Of course, we, can, we need to keep the diversity, but what we need more than anything else is the integration among these diverse elements. Not uniformity, to be quite sure. Not being the same. But just like the cells and organs in our body, they all have their own functions, their own identity. But together they create a living body. We need to create that kind of a system which has integration as well as integrity. And not only this kind of diversity. We have already conquered. We have living everywhere in the world where, where it's possible for humans to live. The values, the typically masculine values of going out and conquering and dominating, or the even older values of, of hunting others, all of these have run their course. We don't need them anymore. What we need is to create a home for ourselves on this planet. Practically seven and a half billion people need to live together in harmony with each other and with nature. 
creating a community, creating a family. This is what I mean by feminine values. Historically, for thousands of years, women above all have taken care of community, taken care of the family, of the continuity. And while men went out hunting and dominating and conquering, you know. So the age has come where we have to create community. And these are feminine values. It doesn't mean that only women have them. Women, uh, men have them also. And some women have masculine values. But what we need is not simply saying just we need just women. We need people, men and women, who have this kind of feminine values. That's the age, I think, of the integration, the age of women is the highest s highest form of uh, of uh, of uh, uh, of uh, spiritual recognition yes that's right uh, the, the caring community you, you, sp you spoke yesterday about the value of belonging Absolutely. which really touched me because that question famous question to mother teresa about how do we create world peace and the answer was go home and love your family and I once asked Daddy Janki, who is the spiritual head of the Brahma Kumaris mm. uh, World Spiritual University, what can men and women do in working together in the world? And she said, women should create their home as heaven. I, I didn't immediately understand, but I, if, you, if you look at the home in the widest sense mm. as well as the home, mm. women's role in making that heaven for everyone, you know, a place of harmony and love, it's the same thing, isn't it, about that belonging? Yes, absolutely. We have to learn now to create a family on the global level. We have learned to create it on the tribal level. We have now learned to create it to some extent on a local, regional, and ethnic level. Not very well, but uh, to some extent we are trying to do that. We have nations and the people belong, say I am American, I'm, I'm Italian, I am French, I'm, I'm Indian, and so, etc. But we need to also have a broader identity. We have to jack ourselves up to the level where we actually live. We've created an interactive world system. We have to come up with our own mentality, with our own mindset, with our own paradigm, so that we are part of that system, not just somehow strangers or floating around, not knowing what to do, or only trying to do their own thing. Because if they just do that, they become like cancer in the system. They're, they're just promoting themselves and they're marginalizing and, and destroying the connections with the rest. So women are very much needed. Feminine values, which are values which I would define uh, having primarily being held by women. More women hold feminine values than men, let's say. That's obvious. Uh, but that's why we need, for the time being, we need to have a much greater voice for women so that this kind of values can come to the fore and men and women together can champion these values and create the next phase in the evolution of the human system, which is the integral planetary level. Irvin, thank you. Beautifully said, and what a, a fantastic uh, cheerleading um, mantra for us here at the Global Women's Summit. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so on the show today, we've had the opportunity to dive in and kind of eavesdrop on one event in one city that took place in one weekend. This is where a large gathering of women and some men joined together from many countries in the world, representing most continents, all for a big conversation about the valuable role that women currently play in business, in the wider world and in their communities. These conversations are emerging more and more around the globe. We got a clear understanding of the role women can play in changing the future of their nation and this world 
just by being a woman, by bringing your feminine energy and attributes to all you do. We've got insights and reinforcements, or even as Professor Laszlo said, recognition for the valuable contribution that our womanly feminine skills of listening, community building, family focus, caring, connection, contribution, care for the nature and spirituality that can have in changing the new world paradigm to a safer, sustainable world where we can live in harmony together as one global family. It's down to women to lead the way and role model for men how being emotionally and spiritually connected is in no way a weakness. It actually gives us the strength we need to lead bold, courageous, innovative, creative, connected lives and help provide everyone with a sense of belonging. Women have a greater ability to understand and see the whole and feel our human connection and alignment with the natural world. That is what we have to leverage to move away from our sense of separation and be able to solve complex problems by coming together. I hope you enjoy today's show and have taken something useful away and something inspiring. There will be more of this conversation in the next few weeks. I have Scylla Elworthy joining me. She's a globally recognized peace builder for almost five decades and is a three times Nobel Peace Prize nominee. She'll be talking to me about feminine intelligence and uh, we were together at a conference in Berlin Berlin, uh, this summer called FAMQ and we'll be reporting on that. And also a guest in the next couple of weeks will be Indra Adnan of the Soft Power Network and we'll be talking about soft power. Meanwhile, do contact me, give me your feedback and thoughts. Uh, You can do that in two ways. Um, But I want to leave you with one final thought. I really want you to hear and understand that everything you do that contributes to your relationship, family, household, homemaking, community, everything that's unpaid and perhaps you feel is unrecognized and undervalued by comparison to your paid work, career outside the home, know that it all counts. These activities are actually the foundation building blocks of the new connected world and family community that we need to create. Please do email me your thoughts to Gina, GinaLazenby.com or go to the Rise of the Feminine radio page on Facebook. Stay well, tune in next week and thank you very much for joining me on the Rise of the Feminine. We hope that you've enjoyed the program this week. Be sure to tune in to The Rise of the Feminine with Gina Lazenby every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.